Welcome to Recovery Coast to Coast, broadcasting from Clear Channel Studios in Seattle, Washington, carried live on Fox Radio 850 KHHO in Tacoma, Washington, and carried nationally in streaming audio at www.recoverycoasttocoast.org. Two hours of interviews and features, plus questions and comments about this one-day-at-a-time adventure in personal recovery as we share experience, strength, and hope with others so that they may recover from alcohol and other drug and behavioral addictions. And now, Recovery Coast to Coast is on the air. Here's your host, Neil Scott. Welcome back once again, Recovery Coast to Coast, the only program in America on the air five nights a week, two hours a night, talking about addiction with a focus on recovery. I'm Neil Scott. Great to have you with us. We're at the 41st Annual TAP State Conference on Addiction Studies down here at the Hyatt Regency Hill Country Resort and Spa in San Antonio, Texas, talking to uh, a lot of old friends, meeting a lot of new friends, a guy that we've had on the show before, a guy that I've met uh, several times down here in Texas, Robert Ashford joining us. He's the National Program Director of YPR, Young People in Recovery. We're going to find out about that today. He's also an advocate, and not only an advocate for recovery, really an ambassador for recovery. He is always talking about the good news about addiction and recovery. As I have been saying uh, for so many years in this field, the bright side of addiction is recovery. It's, uh, it's something that a lot of people don't think of when they think of addiction. They don't think of the bright recovery spotlight. Certainly, uh, Robert does. And Robert, welcome back to the program. Give us, uh, our listeners uh, an overview of YPR, some of the history. It's it's really taking off like a rocket ship all over the country. Absolutely. And, and you know, thanks. It's good to see you again. Um, your support of recovery, not only in Texas, but really nationwide. Mm-hmm. Um, you say that I'm an ambassador of recovery. I'd say you're you know, the the beacon of recovery for a lot of people around the coast um, that get to listen to the show and see the bright side of addiction because it is recovery. You know, it's, uh, I think last time we talked I had um, founded and was still the program director of a collegiate recovery program at the University of North Texas. That's how we met um, that program is doing really well, but uh, are you, you know, still involved with that at all? I am. I'm currently transitioning out. Um, we just hired my replacement. And we're doing some onboarding and making sure that they, you know, kind of familiarize themselves with the philosophy of the program. Um, there. That in, seems in to Denton. be a new term, and and uh, Kimber was talking about that too. Onboarding, and yeah. I mistakenly said waterboarding, which was probably <laughs> not a good thing to do. It's a little more intense when you waterboard somebody. I think the government's involved in that, but uh, you know, onboarding, it's it's for us. It's you know, how do we get somebody on board with the mission, yeah, on board yeah. with that philosophy? on board and trained and ready to be an advocate or a, um, you know, an ambassador of recovery, which I really like. Um, it's really that training process to familiarize somebody with what we do. Robert Ashford joining us tonight on Recovery Coast to Coast, National Program Director of Young People in Recovery. Uh, he also was the recipient of the uh, Young Emerging Leader Award in NADAC last year. What an honor for you. It really was. You know, it's, it was a, a testament, I think, to not only work that I've got to do, but in our organization, um, but really the young advocates across the country that are starting to realize we can speak up and be a voice for recovery, and not only in our, our communities and with the general public, but on the legislative realm, and, and start to uh, really make the discriminatory policies um, about addiction, about addiction recovery, and, and really wellness um, for populations in the, the country, um, our voices can, can add to the, the, the voices of so many more, like those that TAP that have been doing this for many years, and we really impact legislators from a young point of view. You know, that's really the, the core mission of YPR when it started in 2010 as a SAMHSA initiative was how do we empower 
young adults to have a seat at the table and to add to the chorus of voices already speaking and bring a new perspective. Um, that's one thing that had been missing for a really long time was that young person's voice. Um, so when we started, that was the core mission. How do we give a voice to young people around this country in recovery? And it's changed some you know, over the last five years. As, as you mentioned, we've had exponential growth have become not only an advocacy and action organization, but really a service delivery within the, the recovery aftercare space around the country and some of our chapters. So now we're creating and, and empowering young adults to have a voice, to find their voice again when they emerge in recovery. Um, but now we're really helping with that recovery process as well, which is an interesting turn for us and, and a natural um, progression, I think, for the organization. Robert Ashford joining us uh, for a few moments at Recovery Coast to Coast, 41st Annual TAP State Conference on Addiction Studies. A lot of activity going on down here, a lot of great people, probably over five, 600 people at, at least. this conference and 70 exhibitors, and it's just absolutely incredible. And, and a lot of the people here, a lot of the presence is YPR, Young People in Recovery. Are there any numbers, Robert, in terms of chapters, in terms of individuals? Sure. Chapter-wise around the country, we're in 33 states with 62 chapters right now, and, and a lot of those exist. You know, we started in the Northeast very heavy, but now we're really seeing some Southwest, some Southeast and Northwest, um, and then West Coast expansion as well. So being in 33 states for us is, is a really big win um, because that's that's a lot of young people talking. So last year when we, we do an annual survey, um, which is internal data, to look at you know how many young people are engaging in the chapters, what do those demographic points look like, because it's very important for diversity in right. not only our space, but really anywhere in, in corporate America, you hear this conversation a lot, more women, more ethnic diversity. So our numbers, we have about over um, a thousand people that are engaging within chapters as chapter members, meaning they're coming to events, they're advocating on a legislative and, and public arena. Um, and then we also, in, in 2015, we debuted a supporter campaign. So as you look at social movements across the country, we know a lot of things, but one of the things we know probably most, if you look at you know, Mario Savani from one of the biggest social movements in Berkeley, it's that if we don't have supporters and allies, we're never really going to change anything. We can have the internal community that's directly impacted, and they can advocate for change and, and try to, to change the conversation, and sometimes they do it really well. But if we look at things like the LGBTQ plus movement, we know that their allies, you know, if you look at the AIDS movement, we know that their allies really change the conversation. So for YPR, with our supporter campaign, it's people that aren't necessarily in recovery. Maybe they don't think they're young, which is, is a really self-identified subjective term. Maybe they're families of loss. Maybe they're just individuals that have a compassionate and philanthropic heart. So with that, we have now over 25,000 people that have signed over to be a YPR supporter around the country, which are adding their voices to the young people, to the addiction professionals here at TAP, really to the larger voice of the recovery movement and the recovery paradigm across the country. You know, we're starting to change things. People have up until we did this for us, what we found is that people didn't know how to sign up to be a supporter and talk about recovery unless they were in it. You know, we, there wasn't a space for them to exist, so we've done that. Um, and now we're uniting, we think, you know, the larger population to speak out um, on one of the biggest health crises in this country. Um, it's been really effective, and, and the numbers speak for themselves, I think. You know, there are a number of organizations in the field, I certainly will not uh, name them by name, but have, have been so incestuous within their own group and have not developed partnerships, have not sought allies that tried to be all-encompassing on their own, and it hasn't worked out. Absolutely. And, and you folks have come along, and it's like a skyrocket. You know, one of the things, to, to speak to that point, and I agree with you, and, and you know, not to name names, it's, you know, it's right. one of the benefits of recovery. We don't have to hold those resentments or, or grudges, but it's true, and, and it's been that way for you know for almost 60 years. So one thing that we absolutely know is that the unification of any movement, especially the recovery movement, is paramount to our success. 
And I think for us, um, you know, that unification, the allyships, you know, the partnerships is going to be, um, and it has been, one of our top priorities in our strategic plan as an organization. And to that end, I mean, we're really looking at, especially within the youth recovery space, how do we ally and really not only just partnership or partner with, but really bring in organizationally from, you know, the better use and efficiency of money spent on different positions, leveraging human and fiscal capital. So what we're looking at is the merging of things like the Association of Recovery Schools and Young People in Recovery. We've reached out to other organizations like the National Association of Recovery Residences, um, which have affiliates all across the country, Transforming Youth Recovery, the Association of Recovery and Higher Education, because if we can come together as one larger organization, you know, is operating in, in parent and subsidiaries, we know that we can spend the money that is already limited in a really efficient way, and we can impact more communities in the country by working together and working under a similar mission. Still being mission-driven, but if we can do that, then we impact the country in a real tangible way that's never been done in the recovery space. The synergy is absolutely amazing uh, among all of these organizations, and it's going to come to a, a kind of an apex. Uh, the big program that's coming up on the 4th of October, which is Unite to Face Addiction in Washington, D.C. And, and you folks are at the leadership table on that. Tell us about that special, special day. Absolutely. And, you know, if you've been in this, the recovery space, either as a person in recovery or with a family member in recovery or you're just an ally, and I've heard, you know, there was, there's been, this is really the third wave of the recovery advocacy movement mm -hmm. in this country. You know, and back, um, you know, 25, 30, uh, maybe 35 years ago, there was a big event in um, D.C., um, which brought the 50 most prominent people in recovery really to the table in a really public way. You know, and then a lot of things like the Just Say No campaign and drugs happened. It really killed that movement again. But this event is similar in that, but it's it's a much larger scale. You know, the Unite to Face Addiction, October 4th in D.C., March on the Capitol, um, which not only is bringing prominent people, you know, celebrities, but really it's it's bringing together the general public in a way that has never been done before. I mean, if we look at the the AIDS quilt um, or the the Million Man March, these ideas mm -hmm. when a insurmountable amount of people unite together for one common cause and one common message, that's what the, that's what this event is. It's bringing together, you know, the, the estimates now are going over 75,000 people coming to D.C. to talk about addiction recovery. You know, there's um, entertainment bill that has musicians that are not only in recovery but supportive of the movement that you, know, you would have to pay hundreds of dollars to go see that Absolutely. Are, are coming out to, to entertain and make this a common American issue because that's exactly what it is. You know, to go to facingaddiction.org to look out more, and I would encourage all of your listener base, mm -hmm. you know, no matter yes. where they're at in the country, get on a plane, get on a bus, carpool, do whatever you have to do, but get there. You know, I go back to that first event back in 1976. I was involved in the planning. It was called Operation Understanding. There were actually 52 prominent people in recovery. Maybe the first six or seven were actors and celebrities. Uh, Dick Van Dyke comes to mind, Buzz Aldrin, the second man on the moon. Uh, Senator Harold Hughes, all of these people. A lot of the, these people who were there then have since passed away. Mm -hmm. And But the other people who were involved in that were celebrities in their own field of influence. For example, uh, Jim Kemper, who ran the Kemper Insurance Company. Uh, he was a celebrity to all insurance agents. They knew who the hell Jim Kemper was. Absolutely. And when he stood up and said, you know, I have this disease called alcoholism and I am in recovery, a lot of people took notice. And so this is taking that and just magnifying it here in 2015 with prominent, topical people who are willing to stand up and talk publicly without shame, not necessarily about what it was like, but what it's like now, what recovery means to them, to their families, and to their communities. And, you know, I just absolutely salute you, Robert. You know, and I think you know, that's, that's the key point that you just said, and I would, you know, I want to echo it so people really take that away. 
is that what it's like now, what recovery yes. is like, that's the message we've had. We've had years in, in whether, whether it's a fellowship or a different mutual yes. aid group or anything yes. else in, or from treatment, is for so long we've talked about what it was like and why it's so necessary to get better, which is fine to have that conversation, but for what's really important to talk about, and this is the new paradigm, is what is it like now? Yes. How yes. is recovery possible and what does that kind of fulfilling life look like? Notwithstanding you know, substance use disorders and some of the tragedies and, and barriers we have to overcome, and that, not to discount those, but what's more important, I think, is how is life like now? And this is an opportunity to do so. And we looked from 76 to now, the other differences, just in sheer size, is you know, the, the digital media that exists, no matter what happens you know, on October 5th, is social media is going to be flooded. Email lists are going to be flooded with what happens in D.C. And it's going to change everything, whether, whether you understand that or, or agree with it or not. When you look at the news on October 5th, the landscape of addiction recovery and quality of life concern for people with substance use disorders in this country will never be the same. And leading the parade is YPR, Young People in Recovery. Uh, tell me, you've been around for five years. Mm -hmm. uh, tell me about the structure. Sure. So we have a um, we are a national organization. Mm -hmm. um, it is a national nonprofit. Um, we do um, a lot of advocacy works uh, within multiple sectors across the the nation. Headquartered uh, in D.C. Headquartered. Um, there's some headquarters in D.C., but our corporate offices are actually in Denver, where our CEO lives, and, and we back and forth from a kind of a hierarchical structure so you can see how the organization works from the top down. So we have a national leadership team, um, which is our CEO and president, Justin Luke Riley, and then an executive leadership team that I am a part of. Uh, myself as the national program director, and Hertz as the national development director. Doug Rudolph, um, who is a, a wonderful man in the Northeast, who is our policy director. And then we have chapter, uh, regional chapter coordinators, which really um, allow us to operate within our the core of our structure, which makes the mission work, which is our chapters. So in multiple, um, in the Northeast, the Southeast, the Northwest, the Northeast, and both coasts, we have regional coordinators, which really build out our volunteer chapter structure, which is, those are the real rock stars of the recovery movement, because they're doing the work every day. So they're volunteers that have organized in their community to support recovery um, services and recovery policies and recovery advocacy and everything that they can do, and they volunteer their time as service work. And what we've been allowed to do, because we are a natural nonprofit, is that our national staff and our regional coordinators are able to support those chapters with, and they are they are paid on a national level, but because they're volunteer-based, what we make sure that they never have to do is they never have to fundraise. They can, but they don't have to. Everything from human capital to fiscal capital and fiscal resources is given to them so that they can operate effectively. They don't have to worry about, do I have to submit this grant to get funding? Do I have to go and sell raffle tickets? They can worry about the true work of the recovery movement and advocate and change policies and help their communities without fear of, are we going to have funding tomorrow? And for us, so we didn't create a bunch of 501c3s around the country, and as other organizations have. We wanted to have one national nonprofit that can support every single chapter that wants, whether it's 62 or whether it's 6,000. And we will continue to do that over the next, uh, the course of next year's, and really over the course of a lifetime, so that we're no longer telling people you're in recovery, but you have to go raise a bunch of money to do your work. Right, right. We're saying you're in recovery, you want to do the work, we'll pay for it. Yeah. Oh, wow. Robert Asher joining us tonight on Recovery Coast to Coast. We're at the 41st annual TAP State Conference on Addiction Studies, talking about young people in recovery. What is the role, or is there a role, for people who are not? "Quote unquote young." Absolutely, and you know this is a, a great talking point, and, and one that we always brought up. You know, the, the mission of the organization is um, has always been in 2010 when SAMHSA, the initiative, started us to give a voice to young people, which we talked about. And what's really neat about the organization as it's changed over time, we're still mission driven, and our core constituency is still that really the 15 to about 36. That's where most of our services lie. But it doesn't mean that you have to be young in an age demographic to really participate. You know, there's people that when we talk about young people in recovery that
that are, let's say they're 65, they're emerging in their recovery process, so they're young in their recovery, and they absolutely qualify. We don't turn anybody away from the table, so I think that we have a core mission that we serve a younger demographic, what we've seen across the country. I mean, we have a chapter lead in, in Seattle that's um, over the age of 58. I think he, he just had a birthday and he's 59. I mean, he actually, it's, it's a state of mind, whether it's your age, whether it's your recovery process, whether you just, you know, Joe Powell from APA in Dallas, which oh, is an God. RCO. Yeah, Joe's great. He's our self-proclaimed um, <laughs> old fart in recovery, but he, he's a huge supporter of YPR and, and probably does more than most people that I've met. So it's why our name is still YPR and we serve that population. Nobody's ever turned away and we have people all across the age demographic, ethnic diversity. You know, we're really here to support the recovery movement at large. And for some people, hearing the name may be a, a turnoff and what I'd recommend to, to the listeners and people around the country is that it's not about age. You know, it's about recovery. You know, whether that's YPR, Favor, whether it's recovery coast to coast, it doesn't matter what your age is. Yeah, whether yeah. you're two or, or 102, recovery is recovery and we're going to support that across the continuum. You are changing the conversation dramatically, and it's about damn time. Thank you, sir. I think it's great. I'm hoping maybe we could be at the Unite rally in Washington, D.C., and maybe do a show from there. Absolutely. We need, to, we need to get some sponsors. We'll work on that. It's, we definitely want to be there. Like I say, it's for me personally, having been involved with Operation Understanding, it will really take that to, uh, to, to a new dimension. And it's, it's amazing, and I, you know, I want to salute you for being not only in this space for, you know, decades really at this point but for being an advocate when being an advocate wasn't cool I mean if we look at the landscape now being being an advocate for anything you know for social justice is, is kind of a fad yeah, um, and yeah. that doesn't mean that it's a bad fad and I don't think it's going right, anywhere right. but it is the cool thing to do um, and quite frankly you were doing it before it was cool just because it was the right thing to do yeah. um, and thank you for not only the, all the the hours countless hours weeks months years that you put in but I think you are you know an angel within this space and I, I just really appreciate it and our organization appreciates it. Thank you very much. Uh, Robert Ashford joining us tonight on Recovery Coast to Coast. Put that date down on your calendar, October 4th. If you can be there, please go. If you cannot be there, be there in spirit. There are other ways that you can indeed participate. So go to the website, www.youngpeopleinrecovery. Thank you for your time, Robert. Absolutely. Thank you, Neil. Look forward to seeing you again down the road. I'm Neil Scott, the program Recovery Coast to Coast. We're going to take a short time out. We will be back with more from San Antonio, Texas, 41st Annual TAP State Conference on Addiction Studies.